Welcome to the Professional Ag Marketing Podcast. If you want a deep dive into the ag markets and risk management strategies, your search is over. Come here after every Friday to get your weekly commodity recap. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. This is your host, Mike Miner. Let's get started. Today is October 21st. I've got Jeff with us here today. How's it going, Jeff? Hey, Mike. Doing pretty good. Awesome. Well, we got a couple fun things to talk about. We're going to have a macro market overview here quick, and then we're going to have you talk about the Catalan feed report that we just had here at 2 o'clock. How's that sound? Seems like we're playing it kind of loosely with the uh, fun things to talk about. but hey, Yeah, you might be right there. Well, in the grain markets this week, I must say, we didn't have a ton of fun things to talk about. They were pretty inactive this week for the grains compared to what we've become accustomed to anyways. 684 on the December corn this week here to close out. And really last week, we closed the week at 689. So just five cent change week over week. Uh, pretty boring. Soybeans here, we closed a week decently strong, up four cents to thirteen ninety five on the November. So right at the top of the range there on that. I would say it. We were talking before the podcast here, Jeff. It's kind of interesting. We're in the middle of harvest, and the biggest talk this week on these grain markets was demand. Yeah, I, I mean I, that's got to come back to some degree to the fact that we, we've got such a tight ending stocks ratio on both corn and soybeans doesn't it a little bit a little bit because we've talked a little bit more about like so soybeans were the big one this week let's talk about demand there um the big talking point has been the the crush margins so aside from export concerns going on in soybeans which we'll get to in a minute there's been no concerns about crush demand here um right now it sounds like they're making anywhere from three and a half dollars a bushel to five dollars a bushel for above the cost of soybeans uh on their margins for processors a a market that maybe our folks don't watch real closely is that bean oil market exactly probably was the most entertaining of the week i mean that thing had four days of decent up front month now over 70 cents again exactly so with the value of crushed soybeans exceeding the cost of soybeans by over three and a half dollars a bushel that's really enticing for processors to keep buying soybeans today and you can see it the processor bids right here in our back door Brewster, 35 over. Uh, Volga's positive now. You, you've seen some really strong soybean bids here at the end of harvest, pretty much. So it's just an odd time of the year for them to may, be making really big pushes. And U.S. soybean supplies, like you said, they're extremely tight. Crush demand's been showing some bullish potential here lately. And uh, no beans has kind of been supported here in this sideways trend. So that demand sector's got talked about a lot here lately on the soybeans. And one of the things that could really help soybeans keep support through this winter if that stays around. The on the other side of things, the export demand is not so good on soybeans. We've we've had some really nice sales been made on soybean exports from China specifically. They stepped in the market pretty hard again this week, um, kind of meeting expectations there, which we should be seeing at this time of the year. Problem can problem still there is the uh, low water levels on the river right now are holding up uh, shipments out of that area. So, for example. You've got them trying to dredge out anything by Memphis, basically, south of the St. Louis um, Louis loading area. 
uh, where, where the locks stop essentially. And they've got the exports closed for parts of the day to try to dredge that out. And then the rest of the day they can send ships through. So you've got to send smaller ships. Then the can be loaded as heavy, uh, more 12 footers instead of 14 footers after that point. And, uh, what you're seeing out of that right now is just a getting, getting, uh, we have really tight logistics, right? So when you throw a few things off, all of a sudden we're just all clogged up and that'd be right in the Southern side of, uh, you know, St. Louis on down. And, uh, when we start talking about the impact of that, the rail market's been really big. You've seen rail uh, freight levels go like two, two, three, four hundred percent up here since this has occurred, because now you're sending a lot of grain by rail instead down to like the Gulf in Texas. And so it's almost becoming more of a financial issue versus you, you can get the stuff shipped to where you need it to go. It's just a whole lot more expensive. Yeah, and getting a little more bit. expensive. And it's just harder because you've got to figure out trains now that you weren't expecting sure. and all of that. So it, uh, especially if we have another train uh, problem here going forward, which uh, still isn't out of the cards yet, it sounds like. Uh, we'll hear more about that in the future. But a lot of logistical stuff. Uh, you saw basis really weaken in the Eastern Corn Belt. They had a really big crop too, so it makes sense. Um, so that's been a huge talking point lately on demand for for these grains and corn as well. You know, uh, we've talked about it a little bit with uh, demand on corn. Exports have been really slow here so far, keeping a lot in house. It sounds like uh, going forward, uh, especially for this time of the year, they're going to get backed up uh, on the corn exports, especially sending anything down the river again. And then ethanol, uh, we've got huge stocks and pretty low production yet for this time of the year. But it's just funny how we keep talking about demand in the middle of harvest. So in a nut, nutshell, the uh, ex, the grain exports on beans and corn for us, Mike, you got beans, you got sales. Sales are decent, shipments not great. Yep. Um, and then corn, just everything pretty poor. Is that... Pretty fair, much fair way to describe that. Pretty much, and I would say the big one on soybeans just going forward is watch Brazil's crop development. They're going to have a huge crop. It sounds like coming in about January, February, March, and if they don't get a lot of these beans shipped by that time frame, time's kind of up for the United States on shipping out some uh, soybeans because we're a lot more expensive here in the United States than the rest of the world on our grains because of our U.S. dollar. So that's going to finally start hitting us hard. How about the cattle on feed, Jeff? What did well, we learn in that today? I tell you what, it it, it probably uh, on face value, you know, it was pretty boring. We came in just exactly on top of our our pre-report estimates on the cattle on feed. But I would tell you that's probably pretty exciting. Anybody that's been watching that uh, unfold over the past year or so, you know, we've come in here, uh, I don't know, more times than I can count that uh, the cattle on feed placements were supposed to be you know, four to eight percent lower than last year, and they would actually come in to be uh, pretty much on pace um, with a year ago. So, um, I think uh, it is pretty exciting, even though we came in as the marketplace was um, kind of expecting here. We're four percent lower on placements in, for the month of September compared to last year. Uh, that puts us about one percent less total on feed. So, um, we've talked about this plenty. Anybody that studied the, the cattle market in the past year or two um, probably has talked about this plenty too. But I think, you know, obviously uh, this is an excellent indicator to suggest 
maybe our all of our math isn't um, failing us um, that we can still run a spreadsheet and you know we probably are very much uh, right on the edge of starting to finally see less cattle um, you know there's the one caveat that's still out there and why I'm a little bit surprised that we did indeed see a reduction in placements here is you know continued severe drought uh, kind of in the southwest there and, and on into that winter wheat country you know we're sounds like they're planting wheat um, fairly aggressively but planting it into some pretty dry conditions and not sure it, uh, you know how much emergence and how much pasture we're actually going to have so that's that's the newest thing that's kind of pushing a few things into the uh, feedlot versus going out into pasture but as it sits right now four percent uh lower than last year on the placements you know the the one percent lower inventory values you know we kind of take these cattle and feed reports and and you know pencil them into uh Grow, basically grow them out uh, until they're fat and kind of have a, a placed for graph if you will um, but uh, that it, it's pretty consistent with the inventory values you know starting here right up front we're kind of looking at one percent less placed for this October time frame and and that's holding pretty true right up and through the first uh, of next year so I think it's all kind of fallen in place to make some sense here um, Overall, cash cattle activity this week was excellent, uh, so maybe another pretty good signal that we're starting to see a few less numbers and, and packers being uh, fairly aggressive on getting some cattle bought this week, Mike. Awesome. Anything you look forward to in the cattle market other than that, Jeff? Well, I think uh, I think the thing to talk about this week, too, is the uh, meat movement and the demand side of the equation both on the pork side and on the beef side so both you know, were very active markets this week yeah and and the, you know the the pork side you've seen a lot more back and forth i went and looked it up before uh we put our heads together here mike and i would have expected us to see kind of an improvement week over week on that pork cutout values but it it's been a lot more uh up one day down the, the next type of a thing so we're about flat on the week um, on pork cutout. Now, last week we would have gained some ground over in that front. So if you if you do look at a chart um, on pork product values, you can definitely see. You know, we were trending lower, trying to uh, get ourselves into those upper 90s type money here two weeks ago to 10 days ago, and you know we're, we're definitely be able to put a bottom in to start working a little bit higher. But you know, over on the beef side of things, and I think these two are related and matter. Um, so seasonally for the pork listeners, um, seasonally beef would, would make a, uh, a trend higher here going into, uh, basically holiday buying. I think that's somewhat Thanksgiving. That's probably more so Christmas, of course, but a pretty strong tendency for choice meat to trend higher here until about the first of December. Um, we were really concerned of whether we were going to see that happen or not. The, that market, similar to the pork market here two weeks ago, was just continuing to trend lower. Um, so really encouraged with this week's activity. We got choice meat, seven bucks higher on the week, Mike. So that's a pretty big win and probably one of the bigger moves that we've seen um, on the product values. So we're looking forward to, you know, maybe this demand thing isn't all busted up. And got that some... should be a start to a trend, right? From a seasonal perspective, that should kind of keep going up. Yeah, I, I think that, I think, you know, that'll, tell, I, I don't dare uh, jump to that conclusion just because that 
beef market has disappointed us so many times, right? But um, definitely be watching that, uh, whether you're on the hog side or on the beef side going forward here. Because if we can put together a normal seasonal rally like you're indicating, I think that's, uh, that's kind of a big deal in the face of all the um, recessionary and money-tightening strategies that are out there right now. Maybe we're going to be able to squeeze by here without getting uh, um, too beat up on some meat demand. Well, this will not be the last time we talk about that on any of these podcasts or calls for sure. If That's you need fair. anything, uh, you know, please call Jeff or I about the cattle on feed report or any other risk management decisions. Uh, talk about, you know, should I store the beans, store the corn? Should we uh, should be, be selling a little bit here, et cetera? Please give us a call. We'd love to chat, and uh, we would love to have some interaction. Thanks for coming on the show today, Jeff. Thank you, Mike. And thank you to all our listeners. Please reach out to us from our website at professionalagmarketing.com or check out our newly added hog-specific podcast named Hog Market Talk that's released every Thursday. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk and loss that is not suitable for all investors.